Hey, welcome to the Virtual CISO Chronicles, a podcast about cybersecurity, entrepreneurship, and business. Each week, I interview an expert working in the field of security. I'm your host, Caroline McCaffrey. I'm one of the co-founders of ClearOps, a security program management platform for virtual CISOs and security experts. For years, as the general counsel for various startups, I suffered from what I call the security questionnaire problem. So one day, I figured that if no one else was solving that problem, I would. I started this podcast because I went running one day, and I tried to find a podcast about security experts, and I only found two. So just like I started ClearOps, I thought, I'll start my own podcast. So today, our guest is Jesse Miller. Jesse, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Me too. I think it's going to take us in a really interesting direction, but to get us started, you have to tell people a little bit about your yourself, your background, and where your passion for cybersecurity came from, please. Yeah. So um, I'll start backwards. I, I would describe my uh, career into cybersecurity as a bit of a tumble down the stairs. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. what, I, what I mean by that is it wasn't a chosen career path. And I think for a lot of us, uh, that are getting a bit long in the tooth in the industry here. Uh, that's that's probably a pretty common story. I think now there's uh, programs and uh, you know technical schools where you can focus in that. But for me, it was started out as routing and switching, and uh, through a series of happenstances, found myself defending and then even hacking and doing some ethical type of penetration testing. And just th those things uh, compounded. And before I knew it, I had started a managed security service provider practice for the MSP I was working in. Oh. Um, so, yeah. So so now uh, what I do is I actually work, PowerPSA Consulting, PowerPSA.com is a consulting organization that we help MSPs build and scale security programs for profit. And so I find, and where I'm passionate is that I find a lot of MSPs have clients that need cybersecurity they know they need to offer it, but there may be just a degree of separation off from being a true MSSP. And so where I come in is I help them build and scale those programs for profit, you know, what to charge, how to provide value to your clients, how to, you know, provide a fair price for a fair wage. And that all starts, which I think is why we're talking with VCSO services and strategic approach to security rather than just selling some tools. You you, you may... You... You used a few acronyms in there that I'd like, just like for our audience to, you know, I, I think, I feel like there's some debate, but let's, <laughs> let's try to, I'll just ask you because you, you're the expert. Sure. What is the difference between an MSP and MSSP and a virtual CISO? Yeah. So um, I'm of the opinion that I think we need to merge the two. I okay. think that, uh, but let me start with some history. Okay. So historically, an MSP or a managed service provider has been very specifically IT focused, outsourced help desk, outsourced engineering, um, outsourced IT strategy for typically small and mid-sized businesses. So when a business is in that you know 100 to 500 user range, they have they're starting to have enterprise level problems but they don't have enterprise level budget. So this outsourced IT provider can come in and provide them with a suite of experts for you know about what they would pay maybe just one internal IT person. So it's a good value prop all around. Yep. Uh, an, an MSSP is a managed, uh, <laughs> managed security service provider. And so as you would guess from the name, they focus on providing cybersecurity services. But that was 10 years ago. Come to okay. today and now we're seeing MSPs offering cyber, we're seeing MSSPs offering 
strate strategic and then, you know, inevitably having cloud practices because they have to do these, uh, do the fixes for these kinds of things that they're discovering. And so there's really becoming a blend. And so in my opinion, I think we need to have a simple managed service who can be IT or cybersecurity focused, hopefully both, but then uses providers like managed detection response providers who focus specifically on endpoint detection or things like that. And they manage the technology landscape for the customer. So that's where our VCSO comes in. Okay. So a CISO or a chief information security officer, uh, you know, manages the cybersecurity program for an organization. What a virtual CISO is, is a, someone that's offered by a managed service provider at a fractional service. So maybe one, one, one day a week or two days a week, or even less than that, depending on the needs of the organization, they provide that high level security strategy and governance of that program uh, to allow, again, those smaller and mid-sized businesses to have that security strategy and that overarching direction and guidance for the program and structure that they desperately need, but can't afford. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the best explanations I've had of the those three different acronyms. So you were at an MSP for many years, mm -hmm. um, became their in-house CISO? Correct. Yeah. So uh, just to, I'll give you a, the TLDR of the progression. Okay. So, uh, you know, started in carrier operations, worked for Ameritech. So I'm really dating myself there, but um, <laughs> Uh, went into managed services after that, um, was, was built a proactive monitoring service uh, for their, for a uh, network and routing or switching and routing side of the business. At that point, we built a managed security or managed services practice, IT help desk, things like that. So was highly involved in that. Mm -hmm. uh, then come 2015, we had, I've been doing all these security functions. We were kind of having to defend our cloud environments. We were having to provide, you know, managed firewall, security services, ancillary things like that. And our leadership came to me and said, hey, you've been really successful building all these other different services. We'd like to build a managed security service, you know, pure play. Can you do that? And of course, this is where the tumble down the stairs comes in. I said, of course we can do that. How hard could it be? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, several mistakes later, we actually had a really successful run at things um, and we're doing VCSO services. That was one thing that I was adamant about is we have to provide this strategy because I coming huh. from the carrier operations side of things, I understood in large scale operations, things don't work unless you have a strategic plan. So understanding that we had to provide that as a service, we started with that. And I think that was the key to our success. And huh. so we scaled that business and sold it um, in 20, 2021. Uh, and that's when I uh, went to work for the the acquiring company, you know, for about a year and then uh, branched off and founded Power PSA. We're now, that's the passion. And it's really a passion project for me is helping MSPs get that strategy mindset, that VCSO program as the core and the foundation of the program to allow them to really deliver effective security for their clients. Yeah, that's interesting. So basically you did it yourself. You built mm -hmm. a whole virtual CISO um, uh, business unit within an MSP that you had been working for. And then you left and you said, I've now done it. I'm going to go help other companies do it because you believe so much in it. I mean, I'm putting words in your mouth, but it sounds like that's what it is. No, that's that's a 100% correct. And that's why I said it's a passion project. Mm -hmm. There is such a need. I mean, it's becoming economically untenable for small businesses to uh, economically defend themselves. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so they need these services. And we have this, you know, we talk about the cyber, ta- the talent gap. Well, I think there's a provider talent gap too. And so that's what I'm aiming to solve. And, um, you know, the, the, the response has been overwhelming. It's, 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 so I'm just very excited and it's a fun time right now. Yeah. And I think, well, first of all, you were, you were, the business was acquired. You were an early virtual CISO, fractional CISO mm-hmm. proponent that was acquired. You stayed with a choir for a year and then you went out and launched your own. Um, mm-hmm. The decision that you were in-house as a corporate employee for many years mm-hmm. to then go start your own business. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> I know you said it's um, a passion project, but there's yeah, more to it than that. Yeah, there is. There is. And uh, you know, I'm going to be vulnerable with you. So um, my father passed who I was very close with. I'm sorry. And yeah, no, it's, it's okay. You know, but that was a really, it was a changing piece. And, and I had never saw myself as a business owner, but you know, I, for the first time in 20 years, I said, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know? And I talked to my wife and I had this, I had this crazy idea. I'm going to start this consulting business, helping MSPs build <laughs> security programs. I, and I go, there's nobody doing this. So it's either a really bad idea <laughs> or a really good idea. <laughs> right. And, yeah. um, but I, you know, I think I've, I've met a few people now who are doing something similar. And so the idea has been validated. And again, the response is overwhelming and, uh, you know, the customers I'm working with, the success stories are just really inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. And when you see that you, you build this value and it's the flywheel concept, right? Yep. You build this value into the MSP. They're able to deliver value to their clients. They get better clients. They can get better talent morale improves and it's just a uh, spiral upwards. And so that's, that's so fun for me to watch happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, also in your timing could not have been better. It seems like, I don't know who said it, but someone said that MSPs adding virtual CISO services has been incredible this year. Yeah. It, it, it's really providential. Again, I did not plan this. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, perhaps it, you're the spark for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, I hope so. I hope so. Um, now, when you are, uh, well, uh, let me let me focus on the entrepreneurship side for a second. Mm-hmm. What's been the hardest part about starting your own business? Um, I think I think the balance of you know you have to you have to do marketing, you have to do sales, you have to do your books, you have to make sure you're keeping your house in order, um, and then you have to deliver services. So kind of balancing all those, and then there's then it gets then there's the piece of it's really addicting. Mm-hmm. So actually unplugging yourself. Uh, and giving time to your family, giving time to your regular life and keeping yourself healthy, those kinds of things. So I think, I think balance has probably been the biggest struggle. You're the first person to talk about that part of the unplugging yourself, because I think as you described, it's a passion project when it, when it is a new, a business that you've started, that is also in your passion. It, mm-hmm. I do agree with you. I, at least I, I have the same problem where <laughs> I really struggle with unplugging myself. And then, <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I appreciate that you said that, um, what well uh, let's do some basics how big is the business yeah. right now so right now it's just myself and some contractors um so i i supplement where needed um 2024 here we're really gonna have to start scaling just uh, you know to provide to meet the demand and i want to do that the right way but we're getting to a point where it's just not it's not possible to keep it going with just uh, myself and a couple uh, 1099 employees right so yep makes sense yeah. um any specific type of MSP that you target? Yeah. So I found that, um, I'll just give you my quick ICP or mm-hmm. ideal client profile for those who don't know what that acronym means. 
Uh, it's typically MSPs who are in the four to 11 million um, uh, yearly revenue range um, who have uh, at least one named employee that's dedicated to a security function, whether they're splitting time or not. Um, and then uh, they are active on LinkedIn or Reddit or some other uh, sort of social media. And, and the reason I do that is because there's a couple of things to that is I right now it's about fit. It's a passion project. I'm, I want to help MSPs that want to be helped and I want the, I want it to be successful. So typically I find that having that employee named uh, as a, as a cyber employee shows that they're serious about doing cyber. You know, they've mm -hmm. committed an employee and a salary to it. That's a big piece. Um, and that the fact that they're active on social or in the community shows that they're giving back and they want to be a, they want to be a part of the community. And I think that's a, the MSP community is big about community. And so I want to see that from, from them as well. And it just feeds into an attitude of uh, ethics and integrity, I think. And so those are the kinds of companies I want to work with. And that's why I include that as part of my, my ICP. That makes sense. Um, and then you talked a little bit about how, what your the services that you're providing creates better revenues for your your direct clients. What mm -hmm. about is there anything that you talk to them about in terms of how it also impacts the revenues of their clients? So you're kind of going, mm -hmm. you know, from one client to their almost B two B to B. Yeah, and you know, and that's that's a, that is part of the shift. I think as you start to provide security, strategic security services, especially from a fractional perspective is thinking about the business first. And mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, I had somebody ask me that question the other day, like, what's the biggest shift going from a security engineer to a VC. So mentality. And I said, it's taking the fact that you want to do all the stuff and the things and the controls to secure your clients. And then thinking about what actually do we need to do to be good enough <laughs> to keep making the business money. And yeah. so I think talking to the MSPs about that approach and making sure that we're building services, again, ethics and integrity, it's a big part of what I'm about mm -hmm. and a big part of what I you know, coach my clients on is we want to do what's right for the client and we don't use FUD to sell. We use reason metrics, but we also take the challenger stance is we don't let our clients say, well, we're not going to do that. And you just tell them everything's going to be okay. No, we show them that there is risk and we show them, protect them from that risk and what they need to do to be safe. But we also don't try and just sell them services to sell them services. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and I mean, what I'm seeing, one of my biggest soapboxes is that security is not just a cost center anymore. It's mm -hmm. also generated revenue, right? Businesses, cannot yeah. close new sales without yeah. being able to prove that they have a good security program. What do right. you think about some of these uh, software companies, these compliance software companies in terms of, um, I don't know, maybe trying to replace the virtual CISOs practice? How do you yeah, do those? I've, I've seen some of that. Um, I, I don't think we're there yet. I mean, with AI, maybe we will get there. Um, and I, you know, never say never. And that's one thing I've all, I've learned. If there's one thing I've learned, it's that, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't think we're to a point of replacing a virtual CISO. Now, maybe for really small businesses, potentially like do these, like you just need to do these 10 things, you know, mm -hmm. to be safe enough, maybe. But when you get into that hundred plus employee range, that hundred to 500 range, I don't, I don't think we're there. Um, so I, I, and I, but I appreciate what some of these uh, platforms are doing. 
and I do think they're valuable. So I don't want to, I think what the, these softwares are really good about uh, doing is actually being force multipliers for trained C cells, fractional C cells and VC cells, right? So whether you're in a really large organization that you need some deputy CISO roles and maybe you don't have budget for that, you can use it there. Uh, as an MSP or an MSSP, you can use it to uh, expand your client to consultant ratio without sacrificing service. So let's say a consultant could handle four clients before, maybe they can handle six clients now or even eight um, without sacrificing service because they're doing they're doing some of that automatic you know risk calculation and things like that. And so um, I think I think there's use for them, and I and I actually I actually use one of them. So. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we won't name it on the, on the program, but I think, sure. but I think, um, I, I think that there's definite value in those and I don't want to discount it, but I don't think we're there yet to completely eliminate the VC. So position. And it's of course the, the uh, coming from the hammer, calling everything a nail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and speaking of the AI component, I, I was just having a conversation with someone where I said, I think AI will be uh, instrumental in sort of the low level tasks part, but yeah. it's all that means is that you're getting a little bit more of someone's very highly skilled time, right? So you're right. using them for their their high yeah. level skills. And I think virtual CISOs bring a market perspective that is you can't replicate. Um, but <laughs> moving <laughs> on, um, what advice would you give to someone who is thinking about starting their own business? Okay. Um, oh, that's interesting. Don't. No, what are you doing? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> no, I think actually I would say go for it. You know, yeah. you 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 if you're thinking about it, uh, there's something I heard that it was transformational in starting my own business. And I heard somebody say, you know, you might start a business, you might fail, it might totally not work, and you might end up with all sorts of troubles because of it. But you can solve for those things. You can't solve, or it says you in, but you can't control those things. You know, what you can control is regret. So solve for regret. And I, that's always stuck in my mind. And I said, wow, you know, that's true because you don't want to be 20 years down the road and be like, I wonder if I could have done it, you know? Yeah. And if you tried it and it didn't work, you say, okay, I tried it, you know, and I know that it didn't work. So on to the next thing. Right. So, yeah. 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 Um, what are your plans for the future of your business? So the plans for the future, I think are to, try and grow, um, grow reasonably and keep the level of our service at an extremely high, uh, amount. So I would love to just continue to get like those Alex Hermosi type testimonials, like client raves, um, where we just build such a, a force in the industry for good that everyone knows that they want to work with us because we are who we say we are and they know that they're not getting sold snake oil. And, um, you know, we only take on winners. <laughs> that makes sense. I, and I, I meant to ask this question earlier, so I'm going to insert it now, even though it's a sure. little bit of a topic change, which is yeah. when we started, you said you, you, um, sort of fell into this and it's different yet in it was different then than it is now and mm. you're talking you mentioned something about certifications and how yeah. the industry has moved towards having you know people take courses and and go through some sort of training right. what do you think of the certifications do you think that someone who is starting their business or is trying to be a, a let's say a virtual CISO or even a security expert of some yeah. kind do you think that they should get certified i think so um yeah. you know it's interesting i 
certifications had always helped me. And I'll just speak anecdotally for myself. They always helped me because they forced me to sit down and really get immersed in a concept, right? So it's, it's almost like forcing you to check your work. So I think certifications combined with work experience are where the secret sauce is and there's no shortcut for that. Um, but I do think, I do see value in certifications and I think they're still helpful. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, unfortunately we are running out of time. So I have some quick, well, what could be quick fire questions. We'll see how fast <laughs> you go through them. I may have to cut them back, yeah. but um, what is your one number one security tip that you tell everyone at social events? Oh, all right. Um, get attack surface management. I'm big on that right now. And I think okay. that we haven't talked about it a lot, but it's an overlooked part of uh, small business security. And I don't think a lot of people are doing it. So uh, you could get the trite answer, get FM MFA. Everybody knows that, right? Go mm -hmm. with, need some attack surface management because it's a drop-in thing that you can deploy easily. Okay. Okay. I like that. That's, that's a unique one. Um, any favorite cybersecurity or business book that you would recommend or it could be podcast or some sort of website you visit? Yeah. I, I still love the Phoenix project. I think that is just, there's, well, and I, I say read that in reverse with the goal. So read the Phoenix project first, if you're in technology, then go back and read the goal because you really solidify those concepts of, um, of whip and everything else. And it's still to this day, I think is trans or foundational in a lot of ways I think about things. That's interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Um, any anyone you'd recommend that I would interview for the podcast? Yeah, you know, I I have really been enjoying um, Kyle Christensen from Empath Cyber, newly found, newly minted founder of Empath Cyber. He was previously with uh, K Seven Leadership. He's a, a former MSP owner. And, uh, for, and then owned a, a coaching organization. And he is, if you're talking about starting a business, uh, he is just Mr. Numbers. And so I think he's got some really solid takes on how to build your business and scale it and, and do the right things there. So yeah, if, if you can get him on the program, absolutely. I, I would recommend him. Okay. Awesome. I will reach out and see if I can get him on. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Can you please tell the audience where they can find you, maybe give a little bit of, you know, Reiterate the pitch, anything you yeah. want to do. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jesse Miller, founder of Power PSA Consulting. We help MSPs build security programs for scale and profit. And we do that ethically and with integrity for both them and their clients. Uh, you can find us on the web at powerpsa.com or follow me on LinkedIn. I try to post daily with tips and uh, help for people that I give away for free. Uh, my username is SecOps Warrior, like security operations. So SecOps Warrior on LinkedIn and Twitter. And you can, uh, LinkedIn is where I'm typically at though. So if you want to get the good tips, follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> I've actually been following you for quite some time and I find your tips really interesting and valuable. I love uh, reading them almost on a daily basis and I do sometimes even interact with them. So if you're listening, I highly recommend <laughs> following Jesse on LinkedIn. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But thank you for joining us, Jesse. And if you're listening, you can find all of our blogs in this podcast on our Substack and Apple Podcasts channel at the Security Expert Marketplace. So thanks again. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to you again, hopefully soon.